0: Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Alex Sanfilippo, and he is an amazing guy. He's multifaceted, multidimensional, but here's his bio, y'all. So Alex Sanfilippo is the host of the top-rated entrepreneurship podcast, creating a brand and the founder of PodMatch.com, a free service that matches podcast guests and hosts together for interviews. And today we're going to get some behind the scenes of how PodMatch was created, founded, and he's going to tell us all about what that journey looks like because before he became the founder of PodMatch, he did other stuff. But sometimes people really don't get to hear about that unless you ask those questions. So welcome, Alex.
1: Genesis, thank you so much for having me. And also, I love the way you do your introductions. I just think it's it's beautifully done. It's not just like super scripted, like you just kind of go for it. So I really respect you as a podcaster and honored to be here with you today.
0: Thank you, Alex. So First of all, before we dive into PodMatch, I want you to build up to PodMatch. So what was your background like? And then talk about your personal as well as your professional journey because that is so important because sometimes people see where you are but they don't understand the struggles that you have to go through in order to get to where you are now. And it's a roller coaster ride or sometimes I tell people it's a hell of a ride, excuse my French, because there's always gonna be highs and lows, ups and downs. But whenever you change your perspective, your vantage point and et cetera, you start to begin to see why you had to go through the mess in order to formulate your message.
1: Yeah. As you mentioned already, I come from a corporate background. I believe you did as you do as well. Like, and so I did 15 years in a corporate job. I was in the aerospace industry. I have to give this disclaimer. Every time I talk about aerospace, people assume three things: either I was a skydiver, an astronaut, or a fighter pilot. I was none of those things. As a matter of fact, we worked at it was a manufacturing plant, and I worked below the atmosphere, so like not even on spaceships or anything. So nothing fancy, but it was a really cool, fast-paced job, and the industry was really fun. And so again, I did 15 years there and worked my way up from a part-time receiving clerk. Uh, When I got started, was right as like the the recession happened in 2006, 2007. So I, I got a part-time job because I could, and aerospace was an industry that I realized had not been negatively affected at that point, uh, at least that sector of it, because we were in like private and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, it's not going to hurt me, so I'm going to go get a job there. And like I said, started as a part-time receiving clerk and over 15 years, uh, reached my way to a senior director at the company. And it was something that I really enjoyed, not every step of the way, but I really enjoyed working in that organization. And that's kind of what led me into my entrepreneurial venture. But obviously, there's some some gaps to fill in here, Genesis, right?
0: Yes. So um, I respect that, because just like you, I started um, in corporate America 15 years ago. So Um, I started at the bottom, had to work my way up to the top and you hit those bumps and plateaus in your career that's not really pretty, but then you realize, okay, I have a family, I am hashtag adulting, I have grown, I have grown ass bills out here to pay or you have, a, you have a spouse or whatever the case may be. So then you kind of have to put on your big girl dra- drawers or your boxers and just, you know, one, one coach said GSD. And I was like, what's GSD? And she's like, I get shit done. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've never heard that phrase, but it made sense in the context of the conversation that we were having. So let's talk about um, the holes and the gaps that you filled in because those gaps and holes are important to where you are now.
1: Yeah, they really are. That's very insightful, Genesis. Not everyone brings up the, the value of these things. Some of the things that have helped me the most in my entrepreneurial ventures after being in corporate were the things that I had to learn during this job. Right. So I think a lot of people that just jump straight into entrepreneurship, now that's a bad thing. It can hinder them a little bit if they don't have the corporate experience. Because at the end of the day, every corporate structure, every company came from some sort of small entrepreneurial venture. Like It all started from somewhere. So a lot of the the practices you'll learn are what eventually you hope that a company will create anyway. So it's good to kind of learn those things up front. And for me, I did like when I started as a part-time receiving clerk, which by the way, is a fancy way of saying I broke down boxes and I took out people's trash is basically what I started off doing (coughs) more or less. And I I, I don't look back at that as anything negative about me or about the job. Like that, that's what I signed up for. But while I was there, I, I started noticing gaps, small things. Like this trash can is always full. Let me put a bigger trash can here because I'm always having to empty this one. I'll put a bigger trash can there. Or all the boxes are getting broken down in all these different areas. What if I told everyone to bring them to a certain spot? And then once a day, we just broke them down. Little things like that got me recognized in business. Instead of me being like, oh, I can't believe I'm stuck doing this, this job. I don't want to do this. This is not the job I want to be. I'm a good salesperson, right? Or, like, or I'm good at accounting. And how am I stuck here doing this? Instead, I just made the most of exactly where I was at. And that was a challenging time in my life because I wanted to go into, before that, I wanted to go into uh, real estate. And I actually started doing some stuff in there and it really didn't work. And to give you some credit, real quick, Genesis, you recently did a solo episode of the podcast, this same show, where you talked about what to do when challenges come in your life. And I recommend everyone go listen to that episode. I think you actually titled it uh, What to Do, What You Do When Challenges Come or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, it was, it was really, it really, it, it kind of spoke to me because. That's how I felt. I was in a challenging area, but instead of letting it beat me down, I started just stepping up and finding the gaps and filling things in. And fast forward, let's just say 10 years, I went from being that part-time clerk to being a director at the company. So I passed manager, then was director. And eventually over that next five years, the last five years I was there, went to senior director, but, and that was the the next level up was CEO. So there's no VP level in that organization And but that only happened because along the way, I was willing to do the hard work to fill in the gaps, to be a little bit of an entrepreneur, even though I was in a corporate environment. And that really served me well and still serves me well today.
0: And that's amazing because sometimes like we do like jobs that aren't really conducive or people on the outside looking in, they're like, why would you do that? You have this education, you have this degree or whatnot, but sometimes you have to humble yourself in order to see the bigger picture. And then instead of always talking about the problems, talk about the solutions that can aid those problems. And that is what I heard you did. You found your COE, which is your um, center of excellence and that centralized place for all the boxes to come so you are working smarter not necessarily harder then you talked about okay this trash can is always getting full so I don't want to keep dumping out this trash so let me just put a bigger trash can that will hold more and then you're also that aids your productivity that also aids efficiency and then you're also finding a solution to that problem of the trash can always being full then you go from you know just being a receiving clerk to going through management from management to be a director then a senior director so it also shows that there's different levels and stages that we go through in life just like seasons and chapter and every season that we go through is not going to be the same every chapter is not going to be the same but what did you learn from the season that you were in what did you learn from the chapter that you were in Have, are you able to take those messes messes and turn them into messages Are you able to flip the script on rejection? Are you able to flip the script on no? Because sometimes no has a negative connotation, but other people have flipped it and see it as new opportunity or new opening. So in life, we have to ask ourselves, are we looking at things with a glass half full or a glass half empty? And even though we're in this predicament now, we're not always going to be there. Yes, we're gonna wallow in it for a minute, we may have a pity party, but you can't stay in that pity party or et cetera. So when you hit that level of being a senior director, what pushed you to say, you know what, I need to get outside of this box or I need to step outside of my comfort zone because there is more inside of me that I need to tap into, And if I stay here, I'm not going to tap into it as quick as I want. Or tell me your experience. Maybe I'm saying it in a different way that was not exactly your uh, methodology or your exit strategy.
1: Yeah. Genesis, you're pretty close. Um, Real quick, filling in that that gap, like I I shared, starting with the receiving clerk and then working my way through management, then director and senior director. That wasn't all like just a linear, like that path wasn't straight. First off, it's like taking the elevator, sorry, it's like taking the stairs, not the elevator. Like it, it was 15 years. So this didn't happen overnight. But also throughout that, there was times that I was passed up for promotion when I thought I was the best candidate, which obviously is just a little bit of my ego probably, uh, there were other times where I was put in positions that I didn't want. A perfect example of this was actually shortly after I got married, I told my wife, I'm like, the only job I don't want in this company is the sales manager position. And I voiced that to the company and they put me in the sales manager position.
0: Oh my gosh, don't you just hate that? And then they call it stretch opportunities. And I'm like, (laughs) I really do not want to deal with this bull crap and I've already voiced that, but go ahead. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I, I, I jumped all in. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Come to find out. Cause I felt the same way you did. I was the one that was wrong again. I loved sales and who would have known? Like I thought that I hated it. I just assumed I did. I loved it. And I was really good at it. And it's actually what bumped me into a senior or to a, a director position. Then eventually into a senior director position. And I got back into strategy, but I always had like a little, little piece of me in sales because I couldn't, I just couldn't let it go. I was like, I love it. I need one client. Just, just let me talk to one person. Um, but anyway, like so again, it wasn't just a linear path. like It was all over the place. If I was to draw it on paper, it'd be squiggly lines. It'd be like a two-year-old drew it. And that, that was my path. But anyway, I hit a point in the, the, the later years of the company. Again, I loved my entire corporate life. Like I look back on it as some of the fondest memories I have. Sure, there was some tough years in there, some positions I didn't want. Sometimes I got passed up. But all in all, I really liked it. And the last year I was there was actually my best year from a performance standpoint and the, my departments. I had five departments under me at that point, And all five of them did really well. I crushed my goals. But the thing that changed for me, when I think back and pinpoint it, it is the company went from being privately owned to selling to a big public traded organization. So we went from like millions of dollars to billions of dollars of revenue. And when that happened, there's now a board. There are there's actually people that are financially involved in it that aren't necessarily working for the company. There's all these different things. And remember, the the, the moment I realized that I wasn't going to spend the rest of my life with this company, you know, was when I uh, not that I was going to do that, but the the moment I realized is after a quarter had ended, and my job as a senior director, I was in charge of the company's profit margins and processes, and we rolled out an initiative where we actually were able to save more than 10% profit in one of the departments. So we, we made an extra 10% margin. Like it was, it was a big move. And I walked into my CEO's office so proud. Like, I mean, so excited. Cause that, that was, a, that was the, the, probably the biggest achievement I had to date at that point. I walked in, I'm like, hey, I don't know if you saw this. I showed it to him. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, the, the parent company is just furious. I was like, what? I'm like, no, no, we, we made more money, not less. I'm like, did you read it right? he's like, yeah. He's like, you didn't tell the shareholders. He's like, we didn't tell them we were going to do that. So they could have charged more money for the stocks. They could have gone out and sold more aggressively. He's like, you got to hit the goals. You can't exceed them anymore. And and I wasn't upset. But in that moment, like I realized, I'm like, I can't be an entrepreneur here anymore. I can't be super creative anymore. I, I now have to fit into this box of strategically saying what's going to happen. And again, all companies want to get there. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I just realized that wasn't where I wanted to be anymore. And Genesis, that was the beginning of the end for me. That's when I realized, you know what? I've, I've got to find a way out of this. Like, I, I think, think I'm done. And again, till the last day I was there, it was a beautiful job. It was bittersweet the day I left. But I just knew that I could not be there long term because it would continue to suppress who I actually am, right? Like, I would actually fall out of that.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. And I'm glad that you hit that realization because some people never hit that realization until they are laying on their death bed. And that sounds very vain to say, but I have to I ask people Um, do you want your dreams to end up in the graveyard because you were too afraid to take actions today to live it out? And what is your purpose? Because we are all created for a specific reason and we all have a purpose tied to us. But when you figure out, figure that out sooner rather than later, you're able to tap into that and live the life that you want to live and not the life that somebody else wants to project onto you. So when you left, um, did you start Pod Match right away, or what did you do in your transition period and how did PodMatch come about?
1: Yeah, for a long time actually, PodMatch was not an instant success. I tried other things before PodMatch when I decided I wanted to leave. So by the time of like wanting to leave to actually leaving was about two years. So people we were like, oh my gosh, two years. But I kept on trying to start side hustles because I for me I wanted the income still. So I wanted to like still be able to eat, right? So I wanted to start something on the side. And I I share that because it's not all about the successes; it's about the failures along the way that help you. And for me, it was look at myself like again, maybe being a little too prideful. I'm like, I'm good at business; like I get this. I'm, I'm senior director; I'm the youngest one in the organization, and I'll I'll just build a side hustle; it'll be great. I had failure after failure after failure; things that just didn't work. And if you're listening, and you're like, "Oh man, I hope that's not me." probably will be. I don't mean to be mean, but like I think that all of us as entrepreneurs we're going to do some things that aren't right, but it's a matter of how you respond to those things and what you do instead that'll lead you down the right path without doing some of those those things that were mistakes. I would not be where I am with Podmatch today. I wouldn't be where I am professionally, but for me I decided, you know, I'm not going to leave until I have something else that I can take a calculated risk with. So what I mean by that is my job was good. I was looking for the great though. And I wasn't going to sacrifice the good for the sake of the great unless it was a calculated risk. And so all that to say, basically, when I did launch Podmatch, when that finally happened, I, I saw the writing on the wall of, okay, did the math, was, you know, not overly ambitious with the math. But I'm like, in two years, I can replace my income. That means it's time for me to make this jump and to leave. And so that was a two-year period of me making like thinking I want to do this to actually doing it. It was because there were some failures along the way. And I just, Genesis for your audience, I think that's important to hear because there's really not many people that are an overnight success. That's extremely rare. Although society likes to sell it as if there is. You just don't know what people have been working on in the background for a lot of time.
0: Yeah, and that is so true because it's those failures that help you build up the success. And every time you fail, like I heard someone say you should get a rock and write down what you failed at and then collect those rocks and you would see how those rocks are Uh, metaphorically building the bridge, or I can't remember the exact context, but you get the message here. And there's also a song that I like, um, it's by Lecrae. and it's like I could play the background. And it's like I know that some people may say something or whatnot, but um, once you leave or something like that, and because. And the reason why I say that I could play the background is because we are all playing in some form of background. We're always working behind the scenes and curating spaces. And then whenever we get it right, then we bring it to the foreground. So we have to think, what are we doing in the background? And how is that thing in the background going to um, aid our success? And, you know, sometimes you kind of just have to take take a step back and scale back, humble yourself, and look at the big picture. And then once you start to see the big picture, then you could put the pieces of the puzzle together. And then that puzzle is going to make a masterpiece. But you're not going to have a masterpiece if you don't have all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And it may not always happen, um, when you want it to happen, but it's going to happen when you need it to happen. Because sometimes we try to force and force and force and you're like, oh crap, it's not hidden, right? Or it's not working out, but sometimes things hit different.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything, what you just said there was was great. I mean, that could have been an episode by itself, Genesis. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm out of here. I'm just kidding. that, (laughs) That was really well said though. That was great. Uh, I think that something that's important to, to mention here, um, along with all this is the transition happened in my mind of how to start a business. Uh, and again, like I had those failures along the way, uh, that I mentioned and those things end up helping me later in life. Like even now, like there's one of the things I was doing that just didn't work out. I was doing like, I started a web design agency, just didn't work for me. But now that I'm, my company's in the middle of building a, a website, I know how to hire people to do it. Like I understand that element. So yeah, it was a failure years ago, but now it's something I'm using toward leveraging for success and everything in its own time and season. So like, never look at those failures as like a bad part of your life. Like you're saying, it's it's all a rock, a stepping stone to get you closer to where you're going. And you might need that stepping stone one day. You might have to step on it, right? So for me, I never look at it as something that's just like, I can't believe that I like made that many mistakes. No, I, I fell six times. I got up seven. I think that as long as we continue to do that and keep that mindset, then we'll continue to drive our lives forward.
0: Exactly. And so now I want to figure out who is Alex because you talked about whenever you left that company and just realizing that it wasn't what you wanted. But before you left, you built your exit strategy because you wanted to be mindful and you wanted to be smart. So whenever you left, you already had something set up that was sustainable, that was running your well oil machine and etc. So who are you, Alex? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question. Um, I'm trying to figure that one out still, Genesis. Um, That's why I'm talking to you, a coach.
0: Hey, we always refine who we are as we get older, as we go through maturity, as we go through personal and professional growth. So who you were 15 years ago is not going to be the same as who you are now, because there is going to be grace. There's going to be mercy. There's going to be life challenges. There's going to be so many things, especially you mentioned that you're married. Not sure if you have kids. As we begin to graduate to different levels of success and different um, life challenges, and not just life challenges, but life blessings. Blessings, then you know, we transform and we transition.
1: Yeah. I mean hundred percent. Now I'll I'll mention this first and foremost when I during my twenties is like early twenties specifically, is when I just had some trialing times, right? Like I mentioned, wanting to get into real estate, but instead getting into aerospace. And during that time I actually uh found faith, which was good for me. Like I found faith in Jesus. I ended up going to a church where people just accept me for who I am. And ever since then, my life has been changed. So for me, I now, like, I'll read the Bible. I'm not trying to preach to anyone, but we can all agree that Jesus was a good guy, right? Like, I don't think anyone would say otherwise. Uh, but when I read that, I realize that he lived a life of love and service toward others. And that's what I've just devoted my life to more and more. And I've added to that. Now it's a life of humility, love and service. Like, how can I just be empathetic toward other people in the world? I mean, I don't have to share this. Everyone knows what I'm about to say, but the world's gone through some bad times in the last year and a half. And certain groups of people uh, of races of humanity have been treated different than others. Like there's, there's all kinds of things that have happened. I'm not trying to get into the politics of it, but all that I know that I can do with my very limited resources and influence is I can love serve and have empathy for other people and their own journey. And everything that I do in business, I've tried to run it in that sense of, okay, it's people first, something that I always tell myself about anything I do in business or in my personal life is seek to be a person of value before a person of profit profit's great, but I believe that it can be a byproduct of the service and value we add to other people. So if I have to summarize myself, Genesis, that would be it. And I'm consistently working toward that. I'm not always perfect I make a ton of mistakes, but I'm getting closer and closer to be that person that, again, just loves like Jesus, serves others, and walks in humility, and then, of course, has empathy for the people around me.
0: I love that. And I love that you said people centric, because when you value people and you see what they have to bring, and you allow them to not necessarily just be seen, but also be heard, and you look for ways to bridge the gap, then the profits are going to come Um, but if you're just so focused on profits and then you forget about the people aspect then you're going to have some struggles and then the people that are working for you are going to be burnt out and then from burnt out they're going to be checked out and whenever they're checked out then who is it going to fall back on it's going to fall back on you because in order for you to run your business effectively you have to tap in there and if you don't have the right people to tap in then you're just going to be remiss so um, I want to get into a game and this game is my wild card game, where I get to learn more about you. So don't think too hard about the questions, but it's really to just be fun and lighthearted. And then at the end, I'll allow you to close us out and etc. So are you ready, Alex?
1: I'm ready to go. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Favorite scripture.
1: Oh, wow. You you went straight to that, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't expect that. Um, Proverbs 20, 21, which just says an inheritance gained in haste will not be blessed in the end. And it's always spoke to me because I tend to want the next season to start too fast in my life. Always like I want to see what's next, but the truth is you have to be okay with where you are now in order to really gain what's coming next.
0: Ooh, I love that. Ooh, you're pricking me on my own show. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Two favorite color.
1: Clear. If that can be, can that count? Cause I really love all the colors. I'm going to be real. I've never been, even as a kid, I just always say clear because then I could see them all. So I, I really enjoy, I don't have a favorite. Sorry. Okay
0: no worries. Okay. If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be and why?
1: So I actually already touched on this a little bit, but more empathy. If I could really understand how somebody feels about something, then I think I would actually treat them a lot better. An example, I might watch somebody going through a struggle that to me is a joke because I've been through it. Or you might look at something I'm doing and be like, wow, Alex, that's so easy, but it really hurts me. But unless you really know how I feel, it's really hard for you to respond properly. So for me, I think that that would be a great superpower to have, to be able to just really feel what people are feeling, which could be a little scary, but it'd give me more opportunity to love them. And if I wanted to have a selfish one as well, I don't know if you ever saw the movie titled Jumper. But basically, someone could just spawn anywhere at any point if they'd been there, if they'd seen a picture of it. I would love that superpower because right now I'm thinking about a beach I was in last week in Costa Rica. And I'd like to go back there real quick. So um, that would be my selfish one.
0: (laughs) Oh, I like that. So an intentional one and a selfish one. So empathy and then um, jumper. So you could jump any place that you see. I love that. (laughs) So four, dream car if you have one.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, this is maybe more practical and some people, they probably think crazy. I really have always been a Corvette fan and, um, I like that the newest one looks great, but a Z06 or ZR1 Corvette, I just think they're beautiful. As long as it's a manual transmission, I'd be happy. Um, granted, I may never get one because I, I'm, I looked up the maintenance. It's like $6,000 a year in maintenance alone. I just don't know if I can bring myself to do it. I'm not trying to be cheap. I, I just, that to me is weird, but anyway, that would be the dream car. <laughs> With no maintenance. With no maintenance.
0: (laughs) You could be practical. You could dream, and you could manifest it. Uh, I guess I'll share mine. I really love Lamborghinis. Like I love.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) They sound so good too, don't they?
0: Yes, I love like sports car in general, but most sports cars, they aren't built for backseat riders. So I'm trying not to be selfish because eventually I do want kids. And I, t- <laughs> I tell my husband, they can't fit in the backseat, but I would love to just drive. That <laughs> <Right? and> be-
1: <laughs> That's great. I love that one.
0: Five um, favorite vacation spot.
1: So I I just went to a destination wedding of a friend of mine in Costa Rica last week. And I didn't know what to expect, but I'd never been in such a tropical beach before. We stayed on the ocean. There was 31 of us. And that is, I think, the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. So now going back there is now high on my list because I'd like to see different parts of the country, Costa Rica, along the coast.
0: Ah, beautiful. never been to Costa Rica, but the pictures look so amazing. And I'm biased because I love tropical places because my mom is Caribbean, so. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad was from a tropical place, too. So... Six. Ooh, do, do, do. what age were you when you got married?
1: Twenty-four.
0: Twenty-four. Okay. And I how? think are... about it. Twenty-four. <laughs> how old are you now? If I can ask that question. Of course. And, yeah. Okay. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. So you have skin in the game.
1: Yes, I do. Oh yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's been great. It's been been a great nine years. We knew each other for for three years before we got married, so that was nice too. We dated for one year of that, but uh, and she's a couple years older than me, so she was twenty when we got married so but uh and I won't tell you how old she is now but if you're good at math you'll be able to figure it out
0: yeah so <laughs> well, the other question whenever you think about pod match what other components would you like to see added to it
1: yeah, that's that's you're speaking my language right now. I want to bust out the whiteboards. Um one of the things on there is I I really have a strong desire because I love podcasters. I'm a podcaster myself. I started this out of a place of passion to serve podcasters. It was the problem I saw in the market and I want to continue to serve podcasters. An issue I'm seeing more and more is the the lack of monetization for people who have shows. I want to add an element that allows shows to make money. I'm not quite sure the solution, but we are very closely getting narrowed down to what we think we're going to do that will actually drive income for podcast hosts specifically and so that'll be kind of like the next thing that i really want to drive my time with into PodMatch match because again i want to help podcasters stay in the game as long as possible
0: I would love that because some people just do not understand podcasters. And especially whenever you leave something that is familiar, that pays you and you do podcasting and you're not getting monetized, people are like, are you going to pay for that? Why are you doing it? But it's really a passion and you love it. And if you could turn your passion into something that helps you aid like different things, that would be so amazing. So kudos for you for thinking about that, because I think a lot of podcasters and not just me, but other people who don't necessarily want to go back to a nine to five and they want to do what they love that they're really good at would love that. Um, but you know, I'm for just putting it out there. And if, if God laid it on your heart, then he's going to make it possible.
1: That's right. I couldn't agree more.
0: Hey, favorite movie.
1: Favorite movie. I really like interstellar. Uh, which was Matthew McConaughey, but I also love anything Star Wars. So I, I can't even narrow it down to one, but uh, Star Wars was a phenomenal series.
0: You have me at Matthew McConaughey because I think <laughs> he's so dreamy and I'm, bi- I'm biased. I do
1: too. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's actually from Texas and I was born in Texas. So okay.
1: Like- <laughs> so when you all meet, you have a conversation starter. I get it.
0: Yeah, well, he actually spoke, and I'm a um, Cougar alumni, so I went to the University of Houston. He actually spoke at my friend's graduation, and she graduated one year before me, and I'm like, I totally wish he could have spoke at my graduation.
1: Just one year off. I'm so sorry. You're going to get another chance, So it'll, it'll happen at some point.
0: Oh, nine. To your coffee.
1: Neither. I really, I'm just a water drinker. I know that sounds super weird, but I don't really, I never drink anything other than the water. Occasionally I'll put like a, uh, I don't need to call it but like a rehydration tablet. So it makes it like have electrolytes and stuff like that. If I'm just feeling like I'm not getting enough, it's like a hot day or something. But other than that, it's just water. So no tea, no coffee. No, thank you.
0: Hey, no wonder why your skin is just amazing, flawless and glowing. <laughs> People who drink water, like, I mean, like their skin is just amazing, like amazing. And then for those of you who are listening, they say in order to consume the amount of of the right amount of water, you should take your weight divided by two. And that's the number of ounces you need for your personal body. And that's one thing that will help you achieve drinking more water and et cetera. Cause some people just don't like the way water tastes or whatever, but that's just a free tip y'all. And then 10. You could ask me any question that you want to know about me.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that's number 10. I get to, I get it's open. ended. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, waiting. And I'm like, so what, what do you mean? Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I, um. What, what do you see yourself doing? Like in the long run, as far as it impacts people, like directly, like, what do you think your long-term impact is going to be?
0: I would love to travel the world doing speaking engagements about diversity, equity and inclusion, life coaching, and just really having candid conversations where I'm up on a stage, people are asking me questions, and I'm just firing away like, yeah, 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 because I love talking to people, I'm a people person, I love traveling, so I could Pair, my love for talking to people, my pair, my love for listening to various stories, love for traveling and all of that encompassing one would just be an amazing to some that would be a pipe dream, but to others that would just be just a woo-saw because I truly believe that making an imprint is making an impact making an impact is allowing me to be a world changer. And then if I reverse engineer it, it's allowing me to write my own obituary the way that I want other people to remember, remember me whenever the Lord calls me home, not anytime soon. But I just really want to do good in the world. And I want the good that I do in the world to be aligned with God's will and purpose for my life. And I can't achieve that if, you know, God has blessed me with certain things and I sit on it and I remain quiet.
1: See something I really like about you. And I've, I've heard this on your podcast before, by the way, if no one's listened to other episodes, like go dive in, but you're so good on your feet and like quick with good responses. I love that. Like you, you answered the question faster than I could ask it, you know, like I, I stumbled over the asking the question more than you asked, answered it. And I think it was beautifully said. I mean, that's truly embodies who I've found you to be just by listening to your show. So I, I love the fact that you shared that Genesis. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you, Alex. And Alex, I want you to close us out by once again telling the listeners and the viewers who you are, how they could connect with you, and then leave them with one or two gems.
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, again, Alex Sanfilippo, you can find everything I'm doing at, uh, at creatingabrand.com. That's where my show is. You can find Podmatch there and everything else. Basically, I link to it all from that one website. So creatingabrand.com. But I do recommend hanging out with Genesis because she's got some great content here. So if this is your first episode you've heard dive into a few more before checking me out. The last thing I'd leave you all with, I just have one thing today. And I'm just thinking about leaving an impact because we kind of ended talking about that And there's a, there's a quote by Helen Keller that I love. And she said that alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And I find that to be so true in my life. Anything I've ever done completely alone, hasn't gone necessarily the way I wanted it to, or the way I thought it would, or was it as meaningful? Whenever you can get yourself around people that you love and care about to go after one mission together, one purpose of serving other people, you can achieve greatness and you can achieve much. So my encouragement to everyone today, if you're listening to this is to actually get out there. And together with a group that you care about, go out there and serve the world, solve problems for people and help make it a better place.
0: And there you have it. Listeners and viewers of gems with Genesis and Mars camp. You just heard Alex Sam. San Filippo, make sure you tap in with him all of his information will be in the show notes and remember we are better when we come together united we stand and divided we fall you are a masterpiece you were created for a purpose and your destiny is just on the other side so don't throw in the towel because if you do you're not going to tap into your destiny assignment and calling and the world needs you to be uniquely you because you were created for a reason and I don't Ever want you to sleep on your dreams, your gifts, your talents, and your visions. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis Amara's Camp and
1: Alex San Filippo. Thank you, everyone.